The people have spoken and Jeff Ross has returned for Roast Battle 2. The four-night event features top comedians getting verbally violent until just one is left standing. Featuring a star-studded lineup of judges, including Snoop Dogg, Sarah Silverman, and Jason Sudeikis, this is a battle you don't want to miss. The four-night event begins January 26th at 10, 9 Central on Comedy Central. And don't miss the live finale on Sunday, January 29th at 10, 9 Central to see who gets crowned the king or queen of cruelty. Welcome to The Right Reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Yes, this is the Bachelor Party feed. But today, my special guest is my old friend, David Jacoby, with whom I did The Right Reasons podcast for almost four years. Yeah, almost four years. Almost four years. It was the highlight of my week. It was an oasis amongst a sea of just work. It was, uh, we used to do it on Friday afternoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually crying already. Really? <laughs> it's been 10 seconds. Yeah, I'm really happy okay, you're here. So one thing that all of our colleagues, former colleagues, and current colleagues know is... I, my goal was to make you cry yeah. during this podcast. Yeah. And I was going to save it for the end because well, I didn't want you to start crying. Ca- I'm literally already crying. <laughs> kind of like the time I had the hot sauce and I couldn't stop crying <laughs> as well. Um, I'm just so happy you're here, man. I miss you. What's if you up? you don't know, Juliet and I had a very, very close friendship that has kind of shriveled and frizzled away. That's actually really not true. I knew you were going to do that. But I'm just trying to make you cry. I saw you I'm last night. That makes me mad, though. Okay, it good, make good, me good. cry. Good. That makes people think we never see each other. I see you at least once a month. More than that. Yeah, definitely more than that. But but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do with you is talk about The Bachelor. And last night we watched the show together to prepare for this podcast. Excellent episode. And we got a really good one. It was an excellent episode. Yeah. There's one place that you just have to start with this show, though. And that's with Corinne. So we're going to talk about her. We're also just going to talk about who was on the come up this week, who fell off, and who had a really high usage rating. Or not a high usage rating, but an impressive usage rating. But first, Corinne. Um, I want you to talk me into Corinne because you like her and I well, cannot stand her. I listened to you and Ben Higgins and yeah. to answer, yes, I was a little jealous. <laughs> I was a little jealous. There was a little chemistry there. Ben is um, just a gem. And then at one point, about 35 minutes into it, you literally say, I hate Corinne. <laughs> yes, I did. You're like, I hate her. I know girls like her, some girl in my sorority, and I hate her. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, pump the brakes on this, right? And watching the, the show last night, she, all of these women are like, I cannot stand Corinne. She knows someone needs to talk to her, whatever. And then when they get face to face with her, they don't really have anything negative to say. Okay, so this is what happened last night that really hurts the Corinne haters out there. Corinne was um, obnoxious and off-putting as usual, but actually completely correct. The main, yes. the main arguments against against Corinne, which were coming primarily from Taylor and Sarah. Sarah, uh, like, will be gone in one more episode. Like, they're kind of lucky she was yeah. still there. She is like. I could barely remember her name. But anyway, their whole thing is a tint that Corinne's not mature enough or um, she doesn't have the emotional intelligence to, like, settle down with Nick. And it's just like, women, who cares? You're you in competition. You don't get to decide that. Yeah, That's like for the Nick one to decide. boxer doesn't go to the other boxer and be like, I don't know if you're physically prepared for this fight right now. It's like, <laughs> right. That's good for you if she's not emotionally prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't understand how that, how that is even a criticism of her. Right. I, the thing is that she's just so obnoxious, though. Like, she is like, like you just don't want to be around. Her. If she was, um, you say obnoxious, I say eloquent. <laughs> I say funny. 
<laughs> she had some. She had some lines last night. She's got bars. She has bars. Exactly. She has uh, bars. The best thing was when she, in the middle of the episode, one note about this season, which is they're clearly mess- they're playing around with the format, which which is that they've changed it, and instead of culminating at the rose ceremony every week, they now culminate with a. A cliffhanger, and then they start with a rose well, ceremony. Well, astute bachelor watchers would realize they did that about three seasons ago. Do you like that? Yes, I don't. Because here's the thing: rose ceremony, worst part of the show. It's true. It's also boring. at this point in the season, rose ceremony is not dramatic. No, you can tell. There's at least four girls. They're just fluff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whoever's like, like, been on the show that the episode that week is staying, so it's fine. But I have a hard time like differentiating between party like cocktail parties and rose rose ceremonies with mm. this format because it's like instead of going like bum 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 it's like oh we started with this and then someone went home it's just harder to keep it all straight so as a as a viewer i don't like it as much or maybe as a scholar i don't <laughs> like it as much maybe as a viewer it's not so bad but it was like kind of hard to keep track because we ended the episode with Corinne um sorry we began the episode with Corinne giving a weird toast at the uh, rose ceremony yep. after she got her rose where she was wearing a red dress that I quite liked I have to say cringe dress as well she's one of the better dresses better dressers and that's just like sort of began her horrible like streak of like just being like uh, everyone hating her and she was like let's just be here to enjoy this like let's toast to ourselves and then there's the interview of her saying like I know all these girls hate me so I'm just gonna be fake back to them and so she started she started off with a lot of like bravado of like I'm I'm here people well there's there's just so many tropes going on around the villain that just mm-hmm. repeat themselves over and over and over it's kind of like the real world sometimes you're like do you guys watch this show like yeah. do you know that you're falling into like a stereotypical person and what happens is there's Corinne who starts off by being like, I'm just going to kill everybody with kindness since no one likes me. And then she completely turns and, get, and everybody she gets She can't do head. it because she actually is immature. That is true. And there's the, then there's the Taylors and the Sarahs, which are just completely focused on the quote-unquote villain and ha- and not Nick. And then whenever they get time with Nick, they're like, oh, Nick, let me tell you about Corinne. And Nick is sitting there being like, you know what? I don't need to know anything about Corinne. You know what I need to do? Grab her ass in a bouncy house. Okay? like That's, Nick's that, like, that's basically the beginning and end of the relationship, <laughs> and I'm totally comfortable with that. Nick really likes her, so he just doesn't care. The only person yeah. who successfully knocked her was Vanessa. But ultimately, Corinne just came out on top because she had some crazy lines like, her take on naps, which I'm going to play for you right now. I'm sorry for sleeping, guys. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. I napped. All they could say is, hey, you took a nap, and that was bad. And I didn't mean to offend anyone by taking that nap. Michael Jordan took naps. Abraham Lincoln took naps. And I'm in trouble for napping. I'm sorry. I really am sorry. I didn't mean to nap, guys. I love it. I She's sorry. Michael but- Jordan took naps. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln took naps. Those are facts. Those are facts. I like that she went to Michael Jordan first. I know. I wonder if she, I wonder like what file, like what mental Manila folder did she pull up? Was she, that just great men? Was she must have like, had a poster like, in her bedroom of like great men in history, yes. and those are probably like two of them or something. I don't know how she got there, but she got there, and I loved it. As a person, first of all, as a napper myself, yeah, it's in. in Honestly, Napping's a way and of now life. I'm being serious for a second. It is really the only true criticism. They're like, it was disrespectful. And even my new favorite, Christina, was like, it's immature. You Now, if you can't handle standing there for 20 minutes, then how could you possibly handle a relationship? <laughs> and I just kind of feel like, ladies, why are you worried about her it's not an marrying endurance Nick? Test. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, isn't this helping you? Yeah, it's not like she's... If it a- was an endurance test, Corinne would be well-rested. 
That's true. She'd be ready to go. She'd be ready to run the marathon, basically. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't really matter if she could stay awake because the thing is, we disagree about this. I just think she's drunk, and that's why she's napping. When I get really drunk, I want to nap, too. Like, I want to go straight to my bed. And they just, I think they keep showing the same clip of her snoring a few times. I don't think mm-hmm. she's actually napping as much as they make it seem. And so I'm just like, guys, just call her out for drinking too much. Like, fine. I think... If you are producing this show and Corinne is drinking a lot, like why would you hide that? Because it's funnier to make it seem like she's a narcoleptic? I don't think so. I don't know. I just don't believe that she is sober most of the time. I, I don't know. I think when she's sober, she retreats from the group. Like, I think on the date, when she... Also, this week, they're in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and her group date was going to the dairy farm, because it's relevant to Nick, because he had family friends who were dairy yeah, she farmers. once knew somebody that had a dairy farm, so he <laughs> had a recollection that dairy farms existed, therefore, we're all going to a dairy farm. Right. And so, part of it was shoveling shit, manure, and uh, Corinne didn't want to do it, so she just, like, left the group. I think when she's not drunk, she actually can't really function around other people this is my theory and then when she is drunk she naps yeah <laughs> which is when also she, not functioning around no when she is drunk she gets into fights and she like eats a lot like we saw at the end of the episode and then she naps like i think that's what she does and for some reason i don't know why they're not like, talking about i it. think she does not like being around the other women and does everything she can to not be around them yeah she probably just doesn't like other women exactly and like okay fine some some women don't like other women some men don't like other women like it's fine but like let me throw this out there the only other criticism of her Besides napping, right? And Michael mm-hmm. Jordan and both Abraham Lincoln nap. Okay? That's a given. So, so that's actually, off the table. I believe Michael Jordan naps. I know that's like part of the yeah, NBA schedule. Yeah, good point. Great point. I don't know if Abraham Lincoln napped. I'm sure he napped at some point. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, I don't think he never napped, but I don't think he was a daily napper. No. He seemed very busy. He was really busy yeah. and like a really prolific writer. Yeah, and a lot a of very, travel. Yeah, very just, important yeah. president. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that he has napped true, Corinne, also, but like think, he is not a napper. Don't you think people just like went to sleep earlier before technology? Oh, like, definitely. There's nothing to do. So yeah, it's like, call, call it a night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's end it here. You don't here. need to nap. So, <laughs> Up with the sun. Down with I, the sun. I'll give her credit for MJ. I yes. just I don't know if we can give her a, a check for Lincoln. That's a really good point. But, like, the other criticism of her is that she uses her sexuality. Yes. Okay, ladies. Okay, ladies. Now let's get in formation. That's what it sounded like you are about to say. Let's get in formation. <laughs> Listen up, ladies. One way to get a man, especially early on... Use your sexuality. Right. Like, I'm not, like, I don't know what the problem is here. I think the problem is that there are some, I don't think it's just like necessarily using your sexuality, but I think it's like how she's doing it. Like, for example, when they kept calling her immature, she grabs her boobs and she was like, is this immature? Yeah, that was in an interview. <laughs> okay. In an interview. All the same, that's like how she behaves. She just is so like unrefined and like she just seems really unpleasant. Like, just say it. No one likes to hang out with her. She doesn't like hanging out with you. You don't want to hang out with her. Like, that's fine. She's an attention hog. I think it's more about hogging the attention. If she was like secretly slutty, like they Guys, didn't, the women didn't know that she was oh, doing that's, yeah. That's doing I mean, that's, stuff. that's obviously then yeah. yeah. Then they would they wouldn't have much of a problem with her. They probably would just like be mean to her, but they wouldn't like need to confront her. But since she's like she's like putting it out on Front Street for all of them, then it also changes the competition. Is the thing like if it becomes like a who can be the most sexual, then it changes like Vanessa's tactics or it whoever. Does, it does kind of feel like all thirty women like showed up for a fist fight and they're like, oh wait, you brought a knife? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like wait a second, like this isn't fair. If <laughs> I can't use a knife, then you can't use a knife. Because even Vanessa at one point was like, oh, I could just be shaking my tits at him, but I'm too good for that because I'm Canadian. Sure. Uh, she she is like distinctly Canadian. It's not just her accent. There's something about it that's just like, yes. yeah, you're Canadian. I see it. 
Yes. And even though, like, if she was walking down the street, I would, I would never, never know. Obviously, um, <laughs> the other, the other thing about Corinne is that she's just like, I think that she just is not fun. So that's why no, she's not fun. Yeah, and she I also, don't want to spend any time. She with also probably knows she's not fun, and that's why she just makes it all sexual. And there is a part of me, as a producer, sure. that is like, okay, she's being manipulated. Yeah, she didn't put. When she packed her bag, she didn't pack the Inspector Gadget trench coat. You know what I mean? I, like, I think she may have put the trench coat in there. No, she did not. Yes, she did. Juliet, she did not. A, Juliet, Jacobi, limited except, space. Except, limited space in the bags. You know, do said, not put in the trench coat being like, at disagree. one point, I'm going to get whipped cream. Juliet, look disagree. me in the face. You are just doing this. No, I'm not. You this think is, she packed a trench yes. coat? She's from Miami, okay? I, she's going I to Los know. Angeles. She's probably like, what will I need around the world? Oh, a sexy trench coat. Like, I just think this is like part of her moves. Obviously, the whipped cream she did not bring from Miami, but I think she probably is like, what What will I look Dear hot pop in? culture, whipped cream and sex don't mix. I don't know how to say that. I can't it's say messy. this enough time. It's like, food and sex don't really mix. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. Unless you're George Costanza. It just doesn't mix. <laughs> yeah, it's just Especially not. Especially whipped cream. Also, it's just not, like, the way that Nick, like, licked her chest was not sexy. However, when I was watching and he got a mouthful of whipped cream, I was like, that, that does sound good. <laughs> 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 it's like, we've all grabbed it out of the fridge. Just be like, sure. just like, oh, that was fun. Sure, <laughs> but, like, on your own time. Like, yes. it doesn't yeah, need yeah. to be a group not activity. Not involved with sex. Yeah, not involved <laughs> with sex. Just, like, outside of sex, whipped cream, good. During sex, not good. But that in the bouncy house. The bouncy house, it's like, I don't know why I didn't think of this because I'm just dumb. But I was like, oh, they're just making her, like, a child. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. The producers Thank are you. manipulating her. Okay, so Nick is an older bachelor. And there's been a couple of tropes of, like, kind of honing in on that. And one of them is calling Corinne immature. One is last night, twice, people said, I've just been single for so long. Mm. And that was, like, sort of, like, to accentuate both age and sort of, like, sadness. Not just people said that. Nick's mom Nick said, said it. that. Yeah, Nick's yeah, mom like, said Nick's it. Nick's mom, Dukes, is like, you've been single for so long. <laughs> Which I don't think is true, by the way. It seems like he's dated, I don't know. Four girls on camera yeah, in the last two years. We've so like, seen yeah. it. We've seen yeah, it. Yeah. And also Danielle L, who's a little bit older than Corinne, she also is like, I've just been single for so long. And it's like, girl, you're 27. Like, yeah. 27 years itself is not that long. So just deal with it. Like, it, they're trying to really play up like the age discrepancy, which makes mm-hmm. me wonder if like down the road, like they're going to be like, Corinne, like Corinne's too young, or like I don't, I don't oh, know. Corinne's gone. I, I think that they she's are going just, straight to paradise. She is paradise. Yes, for like yes, the next exactly. four summers. Yes, exactly. There's no way she's they're winning. signing her to like a three season deal for paradise. Absolutely, they probably have like another show in the works for her. Like she should reboot the, the simple life with Corinne. She's, she's going to be the bartender next season. Oh my, that's a great idea. I'm telling you. Wait, but I just want to say one thing. That we bartender saw... position is ripe for a switch out, don't you think? Totally. As much as I love that dude, whatever his name is, but like, couldn't that be like a character that's sort of like a sage advice giver? Absolutely. Type, like a, a sort of a, an undercover psychiatrist, but like is cool and like is way too tan, live yeah, by a beach for 20 years. They should bring back Brad Womack, psychologist, from when he came back on the show and he like needed a mo- counsel or whatever. Oh, or Taylor. She's a mental health counselor. Okay. Can we talk about that for a second? No, I, we're going to get to Taylor okay. in a minute. She's next. But I just want to say you're wrong. We saw last night that they're allowed to bring two checked bags mm-hmm. and a carry-on, which yes. is a lot, actually. You can it, get a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in there. If you gotta think about, if you gotta shoes, think you're, shoes, you're thinking like that's five pair of shoes, right? At yeah. least maybe six uh, uh, yeah. dresses. Like shoes are tricky. You fill up one bag just there. Sure, shoes are tricky, but not all the same. No room for a trench coat, Julia. They bring their own clothes. Back off the How coat many take. times will we get into this? They bring their own clothes. They, they bring their not. own clothes. They only get more for warmth. But they're like, not no true. one has a sweatshirt, and they're in Ireland. False. Yes, False. it is. 
Okay, fine. Let's talk about Taylor. I'm pissed at you now. Good. <laughs> Let's just move on. So the the, the um, real kind of freedom fighter, Corinne freedom fighter here, was Taylor <laughs> trying to uh, bring her down a notch. And Taylor is taking the exact opposite tactic of Corinne, except for one moment last night when Nick wasn't even around. She was um, like soaking her feet in the bathtub with Danielle M. And Danielle M was like in like gym clothes. She looked normal. <laughs> yeah. And, Corinne, and uh, Taylor was in like the hottest bikini she could that find. That was the most shocking thing that happened on the episode. When they just cut to her and it's like, why are you in bikini with your feet in the tub. It was really weird. It was like, it's it also was for the camera? camera. When you're on camera with your stomach out, it forces you to sit with like this posture. Yeah, she didn't look good. She didn't look comfortable either. It's like you're the whole point of putting your feet in the tub, I assume, is to sort of like soak your feet. It's been a long day. Let's like relax. Yeah. You know? it Put was, a robe on, girl. It was kind of, it was strange. Also, it was kind of like a push-up bra bikini, which I th- also thought was weird. It was clearly for the camera. I didn't notice because I don't objectify women like that. I don't know. What the I, I, I was just um, thinking about her style. It's nothing about objectifying women. Some people consider how you dress in art form, okay? Okay. Uh, anyway, Taylor is the freedom fighter against Grin, trying to get her to uh, admit that she's like done something wrong. But- Taylor was the biggest disappointment this episode for me so that she- I've had on this show in a long time. Coming into this episode, I was like, ooh, Tay-Tay. She's like tall. She's completely ethnically ambiguous. She's got like a decent job. She's well spoken. She's from the Pacific Northwest, a very underrated part of the country. Totally, I love the Pacific Northwest. I was just like, oh, I, I'm, I'm. I, she was my number one coming into this. Now I don't even want to hear her talk anymore. It's time for her to go. I think she's out next episode. And like, when I, I'm guaranteed to have a Kanye West, like Mariah Carey style mental breakdown at some point in my life. Like it's like it's like a hundred percent chance. Yeah. Okay. And when it happens, I'm not going to a 24 year old like. Chick, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's like she's a mental health. What is she? What's mental he? health counselor. Yeah. I, I like, take I'm not issue going with that. to her. I'm not going to her when I have my breakdown. It sounded like she was um, had memorized a textbook and was just reading it back to Corinne. Like the only thing she could really do was like use some kind of like summary of emotion, like a mood yes. disorder that she'd read about and like trying to like diagnose Corinne. But it's like, girl, you're on The Bachelor and you're 24. Like, what do you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, you would have just as much fun in the bouncy house <laughs> as Corinne. Also, like, if you really want to start peeling back the layers, like, you're a mental health counselor and you're going on The Bachelor to right. find love? Like, how good is that going to be for health? your job? Like, yeah. where are you at? She was the biggest, uh, like, free faller in the power rankings this week, for sure. Yeah. Also, she um, kept trying to, like, deliver zingers and they weren't working. At one point, she Did was hold, holding up, like, a zero with her hand and pointing to it. And, like, this is how many fucks I give and how little I care. And it's like, that didn't that doesn't really work. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. Watch Corinne. All right, study Corinne's film. Watch her game tape. She lands. <laughs> She's talking about... Michael Jordan and Abraham Lincoln. She's got I, bars. Who who do you think is like a high profile napper that she should have picked instead of Michael Jordan? I mean, sorry, well, Abraham all, Lincoln. An NBA player is a great. I don't even they know if she knows, but like, it's part of the NBA lifestyle yeah. is to nap. Yeah, it's like part of your job. It's like be yes. rested. Yes. Carve out the time in the middle of the day. Like, yes. don't know, like, you know, to tell your agent you're napping, no one will call you during those times. Yes. Like, yes. it's true, Corinne. Great job. But like, Lincoln was just a bad choice. Betty White, I'm going to go with <laughs> Just because she's old? Yeah, old people nap. Interesting. I feel like um, probably like Brad Pitt probably is like, I need to nap now. Weed nap. Yeah, weed nap. Yeah, yeah. I would have yeah, gone with Big Smoker. Like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Great nappers like Woody Harrelson, Cheech and Chong. Yeah, it makes, totally yeah, makes Brad sense. Pitt. Yeah, or yeah. maybe like um, uh, Penelope Cruz because she's Spanish. So, you know, they have siesta. Oh, so it's like yeah. she's used to it. I like where you're going. Yeah, yeah, she could have just gone with an entire country. Cold, culturally that relevant. Is, yeah, she'd just be like, look, you know the whole continent of Europe? Yeah. They're napping and I think they're fine. <laughs> So I, don't, I can miss the rose ceremony. That really, that's a tough one for Taylor. She took a lot of L's this week. I, I'm, I'm completely out on Taylor. Yeah, she's, the, she's at the bottom of the power rankings. Second second worst in the free fall, though, 
not quite as bad, but also significant drop off. Miss Danielle L. Oh yeah, really oh, bad. Oh yeah. So Danielle L got the first hometown in uh, in Milwaukee. No, what are we? No, what are we calling it? Walk- Waukesha. Waukesha. Sorry, Waukesha. Waukesha. Yeah, yeah. Come so on. I, I went to college in North and Chicago at Northwestern, and there was like a train that you could take to Wisconsin. And I now know that I've been thinking of Waukesha wrong for the last ten years. Like I always thought I was like Waukesha, and now I know I've been I've been wrong this entire time. I love Native American names. Um, yeah, me too. Sure. So uh, they're in w- Waukesha. First of all, the women are staying in a lovely home, which I, I love that place. I tried to find on Airbnb this morning, and there's a lot of Airbnb available. What's the number? Put the number on it. Of that house. Yeah, one night in that house. I mean, it's a big. It house. was really big. I would say like five fifty. I bet not that. Oh, you oh, think more? Twelve hundred. No, a huge place. No, it also was waterfront. Really nice. Oh yeah, fifteen hundred. I limited my search to waterfront properties, but it's still is challenging. It looks really nice in the greater Milwaukee area. Plenty of great places to stay. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking to spend some time. Remember when they announced they're going to Milwaukee? Everyone's like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> was like, oh, okay. I do think they were genuinely excited to be seeing Nick's hometown, and yeah. like, I think it also they're like, "Yes, if I get to meet his parents, that means I'm in," or something like that. Yeah, and when you see someone's hometown, like real talk, you do sort of like learn a lot yeah. about them. Right. So Danielle L probably was like really excited because she got the first home hometown date. She thought, I'm going to meet Nick's family, all that. And all she got stuck with was meeting one of Nick's exes. Which was the most staged, boring thing. Yeah. And here's here's my thing about Danielle, who also was very high on my list coming into this. Well, she won a dancing competition last week. That's yeah. like, that's cool. And there was chemistry. She looked good dancing. Yeah. Like, it seemed she like, did. oh, her and Nick, like, have a thing. Also, she's like a legit business owner. She's got three nail salons. She's 27. That's cool. If you have not... Kissed a man until seventeen. That's a deal breaker for me. Just a red that's a, flag. That's, a, no, that's not a red flag. That is, that, is, that is a red parachute landing on top of my head, and I cannot get out from underneath it. <laughs> she just it is just go. too long. You mean a fifteen to sixteen? Like like quinceanera time? Like, what if you never in school dances? You never once like went behind the hockey rink or whatever, or like the bleachers, and made out with a dude in like <laughs> junior year? What if she uh, was religious? Would that be different for you? Like, uh, there's, you know what? You're right. There's never been a religious young lady that made out before 17. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It's never happened. Never happened in the history of humankind. Yeah, yeah. Those religious people, they don't make out 14, 15. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely old. It's like almost college. It's way old. Yeah. And it, for me, like that echoes for the rest of your life. Sure. Like I'm saying, like it is a deal breaker. Yeah, because like when you tell like your first stories and everything, you're like, and it, it just requires more questions. Yeah. Nick didn't ask the questions though. He just sort no, of like moved on from it. Because he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. And then, <laughs> but it seems like she just had like kind of like a weird, like I don't know, upbringing of some kind. It seems like it's like a raw subject for her in a way that like I, was kind of um, weirdly presented because she made it like a divorce story about like her parents right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the story she told about her parents was just kind of weird. It didn't really like ju- it didn't really like make sense with her analysis. Let's listen to it. Like the whole relationship situation. Okay. My parents, like, being divorced. Sure. How long have they been divorced? Since I was 17, so 10 years. Do you think that's a flaw? Maybe just, like, a fear of not finding the right person. One of the things that I loved about my parents' relationship growing up was I felt like they were so affectionate with each other, you know? Like, I could remember them chasing each other around the kitchen or, like, my mom fell asleep downstairs. Like, I would remember my dad carrying her upstairs and, like... Okay. I don't I know, would, Danielle. Oh, here's the thing. I'm going to say what you want to say. Okay. I'm not, I, look, I don't want to make light of anyone else's family completely falling apart, but I'm about to make light of everyone else's <laughs> family completely falling apart. Uh-oh. Chasing each other around the kitchen, and then I remember nights where he used to carry her to or bed. She would just, like, fall asleep elsewhere in the, ki- the 
couch. It's just, it sounded like 17 was a rough year for Danielle. It sounds like it was a rough year. Yeah. And her, her mom was like drinking lean with Lil Wayne. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's a bridge too far. However, <laughs> okay. it, was, it wasn't a good year for Danielle. And uh, I don't know if she had the appropriate interpretation of her parents' relationship. Not a good year for Danielle. Not a good episode for Danielle either. No, she really fell very far. We also learned that she has a, like Liz, not quite as large, mm. a very but a very conspicuous upper back tattoo. And you that did something while we were watching, which I was just so proud of you because you just show a perspective that I don't have. You said what when we noticed it? That she'd been covering it with her hair. Yes, yeah. it was like it's like oh, because that's kind of like where she she backed her way into this hairstyle. But I mean, like she went to the hairstylist and was like, "Look, I've got this really embarrassing yeah. tattoo. Like whatever you have to do to cover that, just go." And she really focuses on her chest. Like she shows off her boobs a lot, which often means a high back. Oh no, no, no! Do you know what that means, Juliet? Let me take you behind the curtain. That means I paid ten thousand dollars for these, yes. and I'm getting all the ten thousand dollars worth. Yeah, the from dresses these. dresses she were, were wearing were very Mariah Carey style. Where like you're certain things aren't going to move around because it's not natural. It's 60% boob exposure. Yeah. And was, it, and like we were even, very close to her nipple on her on Even her one as one. like a Neanderthal dude, like that is not attractive to me. Yeah. It, it doesn't work. It also is kind of a um, also like very like a, like a sexual innuendo. Very different than Corinne's though. Like her presentation doesn't really match her personality. She actually seems like kind of sad. That's one of the reasons she fell I think is because she's not really fun. She's got like <laughs> a tragic story. She got the shittiest date. She had to go she had to meet Nick's she walking down the street in Waukesha and Nick's like oh my god there's an ex and I'm sure it means like someone and then he's like someone from high school Nick is 36 so that's 20 years ago yes, like it's not, yeah, a, exactly. it's not a big deal yeah, yeah two decades <laughs> yeah it's totally yeah. fine and then she had to like have a fake conversation with this ex yeah. and then all she like, got when they dated they didn't text each other or have cell phones yeah exactly like this doesn't matter there was no sexting back then yeah. and I'm, I'm sure Nick likes sexting I don't need to know anything about him to be sure he's into it I uh, know he's in your phone let's sext him, sext him right now mm. Maybe later. Okay. Um, and then her date was like basically sitting in a hotel crowd, uh, hotel lobby, which was not empty even. It wasn't like it private. Like a Tinder date. Yeah. yeah. There was like people in the background. It seemed like an awkward Tinder date where like Nick had another one 30 minutes later. Yeah. And then he, and then the culmination of the date was like a private concert. And she just won a concert date last week at the Backstreet Boys. And this was like some random country guy no one's heard of. Yeah, but it's not private. No. Because there's 3,000 people watching you awkwardly sway because yeah. you like don't, you're, neither of you are exactly like professional dancers. And it's like, it, and and they don't have rhythm together yet. Exactly. So they that's haven't awkward. developed that. It would just make me feel bad. Like here, like I'm not a good dancer. I'm, yeah. I can get, I can do a wedding or whatever. Sure. But like I've got 45 seconds of material. <laughs> right? For 45 seconds, I will look like, oh, that guy can dance. But then you'll just see me doing the same thing over and over and she'll start getting bored. And they're up there for three minutes. How long do you think they're up there for? Well, I think longer. One than song. Three. You like think just one song? Four and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, it just doesn't seem Oh, fun. if you can go to a second song, I'm like, I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just Gotta like, go. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm out of here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this Please. is ridiculous. Da- Nick was not into Danielle. You could no. tell. And you then- could tell. Nick, 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 unlike your man, Ben, Benny H., Benny Higghuggy, he, he, Nick shows. He All wears, of his emotions yes, right on his he, face. He, he wears his interest on his sleeve with the yeah. girls. And if you're an astute watcher, like you are, you can just be like, oh, he's out. Yeah. So Taylor and Danielle are out. Big drop-offs. But huge rise from someone I just did not see coming. Just the biggest, like a, like a beacon in the sky. Raven. Oh, see, I thought you were going somewhere else. I've got another one. Yours is Raven. Mine's Raven. Pitch me Raven. Okay. 
Raven, first of all, had an incredible date. She got the other one-on-one, and she had, like, the best date, like, one could have, particularly mm. on a reality show, which is empty museum, dinner, okay. s- roller skating. But she had to pay for that. She had to earn that by going to a soccer game. Yes, that's And sucked. then meeting the parents. <laughs> and going to like, roller yeah, skating. Yeah, like, and roller skating around, and then talking to, like, a 10-year-old. Do you want to know what? Credit to Raven. It didn't seem that bad to me, probably because she handled it well. I don't she, know. Yeah, she, I mean, she seemed to be having a good time, but... Where you started was the highlight. Yeah. This museum. Yeah, the museum was incredible. So I actually have heard the Milwaukee Art Museum. I've never been there, but I've heard it's a great museum. And Beautiful. It, and, like, it opens up onto the water, like, kind of like when people have really nice houses. It has, like, a glass um, wall that opens out to the deck. That's, like, the entire museum. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. And then that's just really cool. Like, being alone in a museum for a day is, like, definitely my dream date. So, cool. Shout out to Raven. <laughs> <laughs> but she handled it pretty well. And it's another one of those things where it's, like, how do I explain? It's it's like um, it's like the Wizards. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you're the not Washington gonna, Wizards. Yeah, you're not going to win the championship, but you know what? You can have some good games. Like Raven is not going to sure. win this, but it's like hey, you know, like that doesn't mean the season isn't worth playing. So like, good for you, Raven. You had a nice date. You got a little makeout. You got, but like you know that Raven's not going to win this. She's not even going to go final four. She, she last night was really impressive from her. I mean, this is the thing. If she made it through to the end and. Juliet. Let me just, hold on. She told the craziest story maybe that's ever been told on The Bachelor. Like, ever. Oh, good point. Okay, this is the story. Raven and Nick have something in common. They've both been cheated on. And Nick has actually brought this up pretty much every single time he's been on, this is his fourth mm. season. He's always brought it up, but obviously really scarred him. And Raven was very scarred, and then scarred someone, because this is what happened. Raven was living her own version of the movie Old School. She comes home. She's she's her. She hears from her from a friend that her her man's with another woman at a bar. At a bar, she's with her mom at the time. And her mom's hands her the car keys. Of course, when you find out that your man is cuckolding you, the first thing you do is tell your parents and then ask for their advice. Raven must be really close to her parents because yes, you can tell. She's, yeah. yes, a little <laughs> so, too close for my taste. Another red flag. <laughs> so Raven's with her mom. Her mom hands her the car keys, and Raven drives home like immediately. She gets there. No, they're not home. To where he is. To, where, to his house. To his house, yeah. So presumably he has been at the bar with, with another nurse, which is even worse because she, like, knows her. I actually, it's like Kathy from the job. Yeah, I actually think um, that her this guy's a doctor, though. I believe yeah. she mentioned that. So it's sort of like, that just sucks. It's yeah. just like, there's like a whole power dynamic there. I don't, I'm not into it. Um, anyhow, she gets back to her boy. She gets to her boyfriend's house. She goes to the bedroom door. She has door. the key. She has the key. So they're close enough that she has keys. She's good at telling this story. Yeah. Because she, she's like, I've got the key, so I go in. She's and then, got, she, and she, then the she data points. jiggles the handle to the door. And it's but, locked. But like at first I thought, when she said jiggled, I thought she did it loudly. But then when I started thinking about me actually doing it, she just tested it quietly. Right. Yeah, she definitely seems like she had a, a plan. Because listen, she gets to the door and it's locked. So instead of like waiting or like banging Knocking, on it yeah. or like calling a locksmith, she breaks open the door. She kicks, kicks it, it open. In. Not easy. Does she kickbox? How does she have that not, strength? Not easy. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was probably just not a high quality door. Do you think you could break down a door? Because I don't think I could. I could break down a door. Uh, like maybe if I'm like full of rage. I don't know. I, I it's I'm just impressed by that feat of strength. So Raven um, breaks down the door, which is um, she walks in. And she finds her boyfriend, and this is a quote from from she finds her bo- the boyfriend fucking this other woman, mm-hmm. and this is a quote from Raven. I know what her vagina looks like. 
That's what Raven said. That's the level of nakedness and graphic specificity with which she told this story. Not only that, and then she says he was on top of her thrusting. thrusting. So for one thing they did is they edited out all of like Nick's follow-up questions, <laughs> which there must have been a lot of because it's in, it's insequential. Because if you think about it, it's like, well, you, you walk in, he's probably on top, but then yeah. like the vagina scene must be later. I know. There must have been some like move. Like, we know there was movement in the room. Ooh, great question for you, Juliet Littman. Yes. Put yourself in Raven's shoes. Okay. Raven's shoes that she sells at her boutique in Hoxie, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're bad shoes, I'm sure. Put yourself in these shoes, sequins, and you're in her position, and you see these two human beings. You are so enraged that you need to physically attack someone. Sure. Who do you physically attack? I think him. I, I Like Raven, which is what she did, she pulled, she says she pulls him off, mm-hmm. and then she starts beating him up with I her shoe. she beat up both of them. She didn't she was, say no, that. No, she was beating up the girl and then took the shoe to the guy. Did she say she beat up the girl? She yes. No, she didn't say that. Juliet. I'm pretty sure she didn't say that. I was. I listened to this. I'll bet you 10 push-ups. Okay, fine. Okay. Well, we'll Facebook Live one of us doing push-ups at a later date. Great. Um, she told the story, which is honestly assault. When I was... when. I, I don't mean to oh, be like ooh, too serious. Oh, I like this. It's assault. <laughs> I like this. It is. When I was listening in to Arkansas, it. In Arkansas, they don't look at life like that. When I was listening <laughs> this, this, this to her. That's not how Arkansas works. You're from New York. When she told this story, I was like, girl, don't tell the story on national <laughs> TV. So not only is it embarrassing, but you're you're committing to a crime. <laughs> yes, it's like, that's assault. Like, I, yes. if I, so if I was the other woman, I would have pressed charges. 100%. So you are not some nurse in Arkansas. <laughs> Stop profiling people in Arkansas. It's the, making me uncomfortable. I love Arkansas. You're the one who alienates States on this country, <laughs> on this podcast, that I don't listen to anymore because I'm not on anymore. I used to have a problem alienating people, but now I'm uncomfortable with you profiling Arkansas. I'm profiling you. I think that there's a, that in that region, it's a little bit more like we don't need to get police involved. I think maybe that's right, but I, I'm just like Raven. What's the statute of limitations on this crime? Great point. Could you still be sued for it? <laughs> yes. I would just never admit to a violent assault yeah. on television that hadn't like been litigated. Although maybe it was litigated with a weapon. With a weapon. With a weapon. She used. Yeah. Yeah. Attempted like, murder. And so Nick, instead of being like scared or horrified, seemed like into this. It seemed like their date only got better after she told the story. I'm glad you brought that up because there was something that went through my head and I was like, would that improve her status in my mind or hurt her status in my mind? For me, I'd just be like, nah. I mean, I just, I don't. That's not cool. Also, that's just like a level. Putting the assault aside, that's a no, level no, of no, drama. No, no, this, I'm not you cannot put in. the assault aside. That's assault and a lot of drama that breaking I don't think is entering, cool. Yeah, breaking. assault. There's multiple crimes: attempted murder with a weapon, destroying property. She broke the <laughs> yes, door. Exactly. There's a there's a litany of, of, of things that she did here. Like, yeah, that's a fiery woman who also like could be sued for one of these crimes at any point. Like, even if it's beyond when they can prosecute criminally, <laughs> still sue. You know. So here's I, here's what I loved about this date. And again, she earned it. Was when they got the roller skates from the roller rink in the empty museum. Yes, that just honestly seemed like that Fun. seemed like it, it was like if someone said to me like you can roller skate around a museum that's flat and good for roller skating in for an hour, or you can go down a twenty-five story slip and slide. I'd be like, I'm going with the roller skates. Yeah, that seems really seems fun. Like so much fun. Also, there's a good opportunity for like um, touching. Yes. Like helping each yes. other. Great point. And like, get, and like getting physically close without it being awkward. Great point. Two things. One, I was very concerned about the marks the roller skate would make on the floor. Oh my God. It was a Great white point. floor. Right? I was very concerned about and that. Museum first thing when I saw it. Yes. When I first saw it, I was like, wait a second. Like, this, someone's going to have to like buff these floors for hours. And secondly, I'm glad you brought up the touching. Nick is an excellent toucher. He is. He is an excellent toucher. This like, brings us to Vanessa. Who dudes had- that listen to this podcast, that watch this show, like, just 
do what Nick does when it comes to kinetic energy. It's true. It's He's really true. He's really good at this. And best personified by the other person who had a really strong performance given limited screen time this week, which was Vanessa. Vanessa and no, Nick no, no, no. Vanessa, had the best I kiss. I told you, Greg Popovich rested Vanessa this week. <laughs> She was rested. She didn't do anything this week. Anything. They put her at the beginning of the episode and rehashed what she did last episode because some at some point the producer was like, ooh, we can't have a Vanessa-less show. Right. So we'll just drop her off at the front. She was part of the um, the group date on the farm and at the cocktail party of that uh, date, she and Nick had a really passionate kiss where they were making out, but he was also like massaging the back of her neck in a yes. very like tender way. It was impressive. He it was, was good move by Nick. He was just talking with Rachel, and Rachel had her hand on her knee, mm-hmm. and he was just going up and down her arm, yeah. her bare arm, looking her in the eyes, like actually listening while he was doing that. And it was like it completely non-sexual, but like kind of sexual and also really comforting. Yeah, it was just like, it was like he's nice. good at it. Yeah, this is the key to being a talented bachelor or a, or a skilled bachelor, which um, like Chris Souls and overly blonde Sean didn't have, even mm-hmm. though they may be good guys. But Ben and Nick both do this. They make you feel really important yes. in like demonstrative ways. Yes, where like Sean Lowe, who I actually think is probably a good dude, like his personality has improved since being on the show. Didn't really like know how to play the game. He didn't really know what to do to both show the camera he didn't and have the, the girl. Intelligence, cared. and I don't think Chris really did either. <laughs> yeah, but these two are both good at it. Like, yes. it's a new kind of bachelor. It's like you know, like Survivor kind of changed at a certain point because they started like knowing how to play the game. Mm. Well, Ben obviously watched enough, and Nick's been on it like his whole life. Yes. so they know how to do it. And so he's like good at being the bachelor because he's seen other people do it. He's been in the on the other side, and he's just like he's like manipulating me, the viewer, who like what you, we were we were the most anti Nick that was possible. We hated him. I did. Yeah, we just used to make fun of him mercilessly. I'm into him now. Yeah, me too. I I, I like give him a lot more credit than I did at the beginning. One thing he did that my wife pointed out, which I thought was really a good move. And again, I'm really just talking to single men and women here. He did a combination makeout massage. Yeah. Like that is that's next level. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know if you're listening to this, you might not be ready for this, but like to he worked in a back of the neck massage during a makeout. <laughs> it's impressive. That's like it's like I bet at some point, because you know there's always that second level of consciousness when you're making out, you're like, you want to make sure you're performing well. Yeah. But like, you're also like, oh man, like what's on tonight? And like I think that she was just like, wait, like. Is this dude giving me a massage right now? <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was it was impressive and also like indicated a certain level of comfort on his end. Like he didn't do that with Danielle L. He we didn't see him like comforting Taylor at all. Like yeah, any yeah. of the people who kind of had drop offs this week. But with um well with him and Corinne, they've just, you know, they obviously have amazing sexual chemistry, as they both would tell you. And with Rachel and with Vanessa Ooh. and even with Raven, there's like touching that like seems really natural and he's like just like worked it in. So I don't know. Those I'm gonna those say are the this. leads. Corinne and Nick do not have amazing sexual chemistry. It's just Corinne is just throwing it at Just them. carnal. And like you just have to catch it. You know right. what I mean? It's just like it's it, it's like she the same sexual chemistry that, that you would have with like a, a, a an erotic dancer. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> oh wow, like you're naked and in front of me, like I'm attracted to you. But it's not like true chemistry like between two humans that's unique. Right. It's true. It, and that that gets back to why they don't like her, right? Because it's not like a connection. Good it's point. like she's obscuring his like his field yes, of vision. She brought the knife to the fist fight. It's like if he was looking at radar, she would just be like a giant cloud over the whole thing and it would just be like her sexuality. Yes, it would be shaped like a vagine. A yeah, platinum, platinum vagine, vagine. Just shining in the sun reflecting prisms. So the, vagina, the word vagina has been on the show twice now, which I, I think is unusual. Yeah, and you've cursed like seven times, which I still can't get over in this podcast. 
Um, vagina's not a curse word. I was just bringing up words. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. Come on. Because our Sorry. chemistry needs some work here. No, it doesn't. Debate is the, the spice of life, Jacoby. Try, stop trying to make it seem like we don't see each other anymore. I don't like I that. I know. I'm doing it just to kind of make you mad. <laughs> it is me. It's, it's success, part of our relationship. Successful. <laughs> it's part of our relationship. Um, who do you think was another big mover this week? Oh, see, mine? Yeah. Russian Christina. Oh, Christina. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, I, I barely knew that Russian Christina was on the show. And now I'm just like, oh, like, let's just have, give her the Bachelorette. She's the uh, only one like, who landed a blow on Corinne. Exactly. Like, everyone else didn't, couldn't, like, go toe-to-toe with Corinne because, again, like, Corinne is immature. But immaturity is actually a pretty good argumentative strategy. It is true. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like it's, it's hard to beat if someone just, like, really doesn't care or understand. And what uh, Christina did was to sort of, like... She was like, oh, okay, we're not going to have a real discussion about real issues, so I'm just going to kind of, like, be mean to you and let you know I don't like you but not give up too much and, like, and and then made her turn away. And, like, you're rude. It's like, well, why am I rude? Right. But, again, Christina's ammunition was like, I don't think that you're ready. You know, it's kind of like, why do you care? I, I don't know why she cares, but Christina's, her, her main thing is she didn't get blustered, you know? It's not what you do, it's how you do it. Yeah. Yes. She, it's like she was down 25 and she stayed in the game. For yes. Like, you know what I mean? She, she, it was impressive. And she, like, was very every, cool. Every argument is kind of like a game of chicken. Like, how yeah. is this going to end? Yeah. And, like, she was just staring Corinne in the face and being like, I'm going to go toe-to-toe with you until you back down. Also, being calm and direct obviously worked with Nick because it's worked for Vanessa. And then Christina was like that and she got the rose. And she used some very sort of, like, uh, Colloquial phrases that they led me to believe she has a very strong handle on yeah. the English language. Yes. Like she's like, and, she, and during the argument, she's like, "I respect you. You walked into the lion's den." And we were kind of like, "Oh, okay." Like yeah. she's, she's been here for a decade at least, you know. Then, at least she's yeah, got the yes. idioms unlocked. Yes, she does. And like at one point, um, Nick was talking to her, and he's like, and you know, she was like, "Ah, I'm going to tell you my stories kind of like over time." And Nick was like, "Well, I hope that you know, I hope we do get more time." And, and without missing a beat, she was like, "Well, that's up to you." Like she, yeah. I think she's quick and. Look, I would never objectify women sexually, but she's pretty fly. She's pretty fly, she's yeah. pretty fly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like She also um, is normal looking. Like, she doesn't look like she's wearing so much makeup. She doesn't yeah. look like she got some she's, kind of enhancements. Yeah, she's got a natural flyness to her. Yeah. She, and, and can you, you just, like, as a woman, answer this question for sure. me? Sure. What is the appeal of all of this fake hair? I feel like every woman on the show has, like, a foot of fake hair. A lot and like, of extensions, To yeah. me, I just think of the practicality of that. Like, if you're working out or, like, getting sweaty or, like, swimming, it's just sort of, like, it's kind of, like, all over the place. Fake hair doesn't feel like real hair, too. It just doesn't. not something I want to run my hand through. Just I think, not. I think fake hair photographs well, but it's not good on camera, on video camera. Like, I understand mm. why celebrities have it for, like, award shows or whatever. Yes. And then it's also, like, much more stylized. Like, if you're in the hands of a professional doing your extensions, that's yes. one thing. Like, look at Karina hair during an interview yeah. and then look at her hair like you know in the wild yeah I, I really don't like it what percentage of the women have fake hair on this show like so many like at least 60 do they have fake hair in their real lives I think so. I think um, you know if you think about the Jersey Shore and how they used to do it they would mm. put it in when they're going out I think that's more normal it's like but they're on camera all the time so they just think they should have it in so all the time so it's like makeup it's yeah. not like a weave yeah it's like oh I think I don't well, know stuff. It kind of depends. I mean, it sort of depends on what you get, but like the like prototypical extension wearer of reality television is Sammy Sweetheart from Jersey Shore, and she would like mm. she would put it in, and then she'd be ironing yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was nasty. I, I I found it gross. Like, and I thought she was a very pretty girl, and like made herself look worse with like this very obviously fake hair. I don't know. People like the volume. I think it allows you to do hairstyles you couldn't necessarily do because you just got more to work with. You know, like shorter hair, more limited. And I I don't know. Does Vanessa have fake hair? I don't think so. 
I was I was evaluating it. She had a really good like Bo Derek thing going on early in this episode. And yeah. I was like, is that good? I, I don't think she does, but who knows? Maybe I just like her. Can I ruin Vanessa for everybody? Yeah. Who does she look like, Juliet? Marley Matlin. The is, actress. Yes. And if you don't know who that is, just Google her. And she looks exactly like I Vanessa. I think it's in the nose. That's why they look I like. I cannot see her without thinking of Marley Matlin. Vanessa kind of looks 90s in like a in a cool way. I think that's one of the one of the parts of her appeal. Like the jeans that she wears are not particularly cool, but they look good on her. She's not cool. I think that's why I like her. But she's like real. Like she brought that scrapbook. I love it when she said to Nick, she was like, I'll give you the rose back. Yeah. You know, if you're on this show and you're saying shit like that, like, you know that you are, like, very comfortable with your relationship. Oh, absolutely. And also, you're comfortable with who you are because you're just like, I don't need this. Yes. Yeah. You can be like, fine, take, I'll give the rose back and you, we can, like, re-legislate Call this. Call my bluff. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. I will say, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to be harping on age all the time, but, like, Vanessa is older. Like, she's 31, you know? So, like, there is a level of comfort with yourself that comes That's with being fair. a little bit older. That's fair. I mean, we've all met exceptions to these age rules. Yeah, You know course. what I mean? Like, we all know that 22-year-old is like, whoa, you know? Like, you are the most self-actualized person I've ever met in my life. But, like, right. generally, <laughs> if you're under 25, like, you're still figuring it out. Right. And, like, one of the reasons reality TV skews young is because it has people on it willing to fuck up. They still trying to figure themselves yeah, and they, out. They don't, yeah. like, guess, like, like, when, you know, when I was 23, I couldn't, like, think through repercussions in the same way I can now. And not, not to say that, like, I'm, I know everything, but it's just different. You have more life experience. So, yes. like, you, like, you are uninhibited to make crazy mistakes or grab your boobs like um, Corinne does basically every week. Can I ask a question? Yes. Jasmine, the former Warriors dancer. Yes. Do you think the Warriors watch the show? Yes. Okay. I don't think they all do. No. This is who watches. Oh, you've thought of this guy? Yeah, I thought about it. Definitely James Michael McIndale. He was in the New York Times this weekend, and he's like married, so he and like spent in like his life. Oh, so they yep. probably watch. I mean, as we know, couples love to watch the show Steph together. Steph and Aisha. Steph and Aisha, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. Th- I don't feel like it's really Aisha's scene. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. But I feel like the McAdoo's, like with the other like young, young warriors, Clark, like Ian Clark yeah, is exactly. In there. Ian Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like probably like Sean Livingston is like, what else is he doing? He'll just like hang. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll watch sure. that. Why not? But it's not a big group. No. They don't have. Yeah, on the road, they don't even care. No, like Clay, Clay and Draymond. No, Clay probably no. No way. He probably doesn't even like turn on his TV. Clay takes naps. He definitely naps. Clay naps. <laughs> For sure. And that's why he's so good at basketball. I still love you, Clay. Um, yeah, I feel like it, it's probably like a talking point, but I'm sure the other girls from the team watch for sure. And it probably, I bet like more like staff, like I bet like the video, oh, yeah, the yeah, video, video people, coordinator, like yeah. assistant general managers, yeah, the people that exactly. have more interaction with her. I bet, I bet that there is a Warriors faction that gets together like about 12 deep, but none of them actually play for the Warriors. Right. It's just that's like fair. people who work for the team. But that's, that's cool. Fair. You know, I, su- I support that. I, I wanted more from Jasmine. She also used to be a Dallas Cowboys dancer. She's like got a lot of great experience that I would love to know more about. I wonder when how she moved from the Cowboys is kind of cream with the crop. I know. So you know, also you know what sucks. She was with the Warriors for one year, and it was the year they did not win the championship last year. So she's mm. like can't get a ring because you she caught she could have <laughs> gotten a ring. ring. She's ring chasing. She's ring chasing. She's ring chasing. She's not Tony Romo. She was like Tony Romo's not going to get it done before Dak and Zeke got there. She moved. Now she's going to the Warriors, and then next next year, who knows? She's no. She's hoping for Neil Lane's rings now. Oh, exactly. She's ring chasing. I'm so dumb. I didn't even get that pun. That's how dumb I am. You set me up for it, though. Thanks, man. No problem, buddy. Um, can we talk about some other reality TV? I just wanted to, we haven't really talked about it in a while. I would love to. Okay, what else are you watching? Hit me with like two or three I shows. I have a gem. I mean, of course I'm watching everything, but I have okay. an absolute gem. It's okay. called Mariah's World. Are you I, familiar with a singer named Mariah Carey? Oh, yes. Okay. I, I, Always Be My Baby is probably my favorite pop song of all time. Ooh. I love it. 
It's like a I, good song. I listened to it on repeat. She looks beautiful in the video. It's so, it's like, yeah. It's also um, a ballad that transitions from being a like group song to a slow dance song. Like it can go either way, depending on the, the wedding vibe. It's just a, it's just a great song. It's I love it. It's a great it. song. Yeah, I mean, I obviously she's got hits on hits on hits. Yeah. Talk this, about bars. She's got bars. This show is like, <clears throat> I can understand why she signed up to do it. Uh-huh. Because she, she thinks. I think that everyone looks at like the Kardashians, like, oh, obviously I'm going to be that. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, this is going to be the biggest reality television show that ever was, and I'm going to steal the Kardashian mantle. Like, that's why she signed up. But, like, I don't think anyone is watching this. Like, does anyone you know watch Mariah's no. World? No. I would like to, though. You sold me it on is it. Excellent. It is excellent. It's a tour, and it's a behind-the-scenes of the tour. She's got one thing you realize, and, like, look, I respect everybody. You know what I mean? Like, no, not too many shots, but, like, she needs to completely replace the people that are around her. <laughs> and, like, you are only as good as, like, the people around you and the people that are representing you and, like, her management. Like, she's got this, like, assistant who's just awful. And, like, these, like it's just she needs a new team. I feel like she would be much happier with a new team around her. But it makes for great television. Of course, anyone who's seen... Um, Madonna movie that I loved, tour movie. I didn't see You're it. You're too young for this one. Yeah. Uh, Blonde Ambition, I believe. Didn't see it. What? Yeah, sorry. You're so young. I don't like Madonna that much. Like what? I like her music, but I like as an, as an icon, she's not that Do interesting. Not disrespect to me. Madge. I like, I like her music. But what you realize is the backup dancers play this role in these women's right. lives that is just it's it's like a those are their best friends and family. Right. Well, also, you know, um, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift uh, hate each other, and part of their feud was backup dancers jumping from one tour to the other. It is, it's, it is like, secretly what's controlling pop music is, like, this <laughs> this faction of, like, 50 backup dancers. You know? It's pretty amazing. Yeah, there's been some great moments for backup dancers throughout pop culture history. Like, Justin Timberlake's first post-Britney Spears girlfriend was one of his dancers, and it was Jenna Dewan, who's now married to Channing Tatum. There's a lot of very important people. Movies called Truth or Dare, uh-huh. and there's their Truth or Dare their scene. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, got it. Backup dancers, Madonna, all in a bed. Great scene. All right. Maybe I'll see it one day. Mariah's World, though, I cannot I, it's recommend e. it more. And you get, you get, <sighs> Mariah's not someone that I felt like I knew her personality. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you get so much, and you're like, oh, okay. I kind of have an idea who Mariah is, and she's kind of funny. I I like her. I she's think funny. She, I think she also just, I mean, like, when you are the best at what you do, like, I, it just gives you a lot of license to kind of, like, be a bitch. And I like that about her. It, I like weird. when she's, like, really, like, she's like a firm personality. I, I like it. I can't figure it out. It's like, there's she does this dance of taking herself so seriously that you're like, oh, my God, this is the most delusional person on the planet. But also having enough of a sense of humor about right. it that it humanizes her. And you're like, oh, like, that's my homegirl Mariah. The, my one wish from Mariah Carey is for her to dress differently. I just don't think that she makes herself look good. She is Danielle L. style icon. Yeah, and and I she is a great woman, incredibly talented. I just think she could look better. Like it's just I mean, I'm, but I guess she likes how she looks because she's been rocking the style for a long time. It's not for me, but I I, I love her. I ride or die from Mariah Carey. Yeah, my, my wife made a good point. She's like, until that Cribs episode, you had no idea how much fun Mariah Carey was. Yeah, yeah. And like that is when her whole thing sort of like turned a corner. Yeah, and she and became like more of a personality than an actual singer. Also, I think that even the fact that she was with Nick Cannon just sort of like he's actually like a total goofball. Like it indicates yes. that she's kind of, she has that goofiness to her too yes um i am watching ladies of london and Duh. it is the highlight of my week right now i'm sorry i just i love it i actually make your wife talk to me about it more than pretty much anyone else and she probably gets annoyed but I, it's an incredible show it's so entertaining caroline stanfield is like stanberry stanberry she is my spirit animal she is so mean 
And then all of a sudden just does a complete 180 and is like very apologetic in such an earnest way. She must have a lot going on that they didn't really show show because I don't know how else to explain her like rudeness and just like fight picking. I like it. I I think it's just English. I think that's how I took it. It was just like, oh, this is just how English people are. Caroline Fleming is my favorite person on TV right now. Really? I love her. Really? So Caroline Fleming is one of the ladies. She is actually Danish royalty. She's probably the richest of the group because her family's been... Danish royalty for 500 years. But she's so rich that she's kind of got this kind of like hippy dippy acidy yeah. like vibe to her. Absolutely. That it's like she doesn't have to try to be rich kind of like everyone else has got this way that they act. Like she's like she's she's already there. She's a champion. There's she's no, LeBron. Like there's, she's, right. but she's not chasing anything anymore. She will never not be rich. So, exactly. So she doesn't really have to worry about anything. She doesn't have to keep up the decorum of a rich person either. Right. And she does like crazy things like she goes back to Denmark for like the L some L awards or whatever and she accidentally reveals that her father is like really sick and he's like, so you're, that would be like if Chelsea Clinton accidentally revealed that Bill Clinton was really sick. And she's just like, oops. Whoops. And then moves on. That's it. That's, we don't hear about it again. Oh, and she just, she also just like dresses so well. And I, she's also just so daffy. And she's she's just like straight out of a movie almost. I don't know. I love her. Love I, her. I want to root for Juliet on that show, but she makes it hard. Yeah. They, like, it's like I want to root for her. I want, like, want to be on her team, but it's like, ah. Uh-huh. I, I love it. it. It's also just sort of like one degree different than The Housewives. I don't really know exactly why. Maybe because it's English. Foreign. I don't, foreign. Yeah. And I, I just love it. Like, I don't know. I just... There is there is a, like a, an innate fish out of water mm-hmm. thing between the Americans and the expatriates. Yeah. And like, so that kind of is an added level that's not just like, hey, we all live in the same town. And yeah. we, we were meeting each other on camera. You right. Know? Also, these women really have history together. Many of them know each other yes. for like 20 which, plus years. Which is truly the fuel to the engine that is the greatest automobile on the planet, Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> oh my God. It is like, it just keeps giving back. It is my favorite show on television. I, I, I rank like how much I like a show, not by like what I would write down and like tell my dad. Yeah. I, I rank it by like, by like when I see it on my DVR. I watch immediately. I watched last night after you left. I can't believe that. My wife fell asleep. I watched the <laughs> entire thing. I can't not watch Vanderpump. I watch Vanderpump twice a week. It's so I good. watch it early in the week and then later in the week because <laughs> there was not too much great reality later in the no. week. Joey and I will go back to it to watch it again. It just as background noise. It's just, it's like it's like friends. It's sort of like friends who you just know are going to mess up but then just pick themselves back up and move right and along. And there's this mix in the show of like completely scripted, produced shoots that right. are just like any other reality show. It's like, well, obviously this is all fake. This is stupid. But then there are these these dramatic twists that are true tension with real betrayal and like real life problems right. between these people. Right. Like this is the best example from this season so far. Last week, Kristen, who's like, I guess, aspiring comedian, did a mm-hmm. stand up or some kind of comedy show that involved a picture of Jax's penis. Yes. Who she once slept with or many times slept Everyone with. Everyone has slept with Jax. And I guess she had she had sex from him with dick pics. And then it became like a it long a, it's segment. It's a longer story that there was some girl that got sex from her dick pics that posted it online and then she took that picture. Right. Sorry okay. to know too much about this shit. Okay. So she uses a picture of Jack's dick. And then it becomes a long conversation. And then it becomes Stassi weighing in and Brittany mm-hmm. weighing in and like everyone who's seen Jack's penis First of all, weighing in. Like everyone you mentioned has had sex yeah. with Jack. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, and that's Kristen the- has slept with Jack's girlfriend, Brittany. Yes. Like there's a there's a this, just, that's not for TV. Like right. that's not fake. And like the producers are like, hey, you two have a lesbian fling one night. It just happens. Also, Jax is clearly a liar. Like it's pathological with him. And I don't think you can script like his lies, but they feel the show because it causes so much tension. Who is the one person on that show 
that comes across just flawless. Um, Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, Lisa Vanderpump. It's a huge come up for her. Executive producer Lisa Vanderpump. It's a huge come up for her. Like, I love First Lisa. of all, it f- just fuels a never-ending faucet of human beings going to these three restaurants just to get the experience. I, right? was, I think that she hired Katie as her assistant just so Katie would say nice things about her to the camera. Like it's almost <laughs> like she uses Katie as like her, <laughs> like her personal weapon because like Katie's just been so nice about her this whole season. And what does Katie do for her? Like awful grunt work. What does she do for anybody? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how these people how their lives sustain themselves I mean the thing that's just kind of weird about it at this point is that they obviously have enough money to live a different lifestyle but they've been living the exact same oh, wait, one wait pump the brakes on that Juliet they obviously have enough money to live a different lifestyle then, if then you the are one Tom they had Sandoval, five years ago if you're Tom Sandoval and your girlfriend is Ariana you cannot live in that apartment anymore yeah like you if you're talking about all this money that they're making like you would you would upgrade I don't know. I, I actually think it's a judgment on their on their there's like a decision not to because even if their salaries from the show haven't increased that much, there's so many so much associated revenue of like appearances, like random modeling gigs. You know, it's like rich get richer or whatever. And there's just no way that he can't move. Like <laughs> I just don't buy it. I think they just really like their lives. I think that's one of the reasons that show is really good is because it's like not aspirational. Like they're happy with yes. what they have. Yes, it is. It is. And it, it, they're they're. <clears throat> They're relatable. Their lifestyles are relatable in yeah. a way that most reality shows aren't. That brings me to what I think sucks, Summer House. Have you watched it? No. It sucks. But do you know why I didn't watch it? Like, the thing they did to try to make I know, me watch they tricked it everyone mixing into it. it with Vanderpump, and it was like, kind of like, you know what? I don't like any of these people. Big problem with Summer House. There's many, but I, my personal hypothesis, the biggest problem, too big of a cast for season one. It's like mm. seven or eight people, mm. and they all look alike, so you can't really tell them apart. Yes. So that's like it's just it, white people that got too much sun. Yeah, it's just like a high barrier. It's a high barrier for entry, and I'm just not into it. Another thing about these shows that kind of like it, when they're so season specific, mm-hmm. and I'm watching them six months later, I know. it bothers me. It's like that's a summer in the Hamptons. Like I'd almost rather watch that like next summer. Yeah, I know. Save it. So it like feel like like I'm sort of living it. It also feels so produced because it's focused only on their time in Montauk, so it's only the weekend. So there's just huge gaps where you don't know what's going on with these people. And the other shows give you the illusion of always knowing what's happening. And this is like by necessity, like a break in the timeline every week. And that's just like weird. And like, who wants that? It's not, I don't know. It's not a good show. I hope it doesn't get a second season. Quick one for me. Yeah. Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. It's, I was not that into it until the last couple seasons. And I have dove in headfirst. I once saw Josh Flagg in the wild. Oh, you did? In the wild. And I was just like. Do I say something? <laughs> like I was, I was just more starstruck than when I like saw LeBron James. I was like, wait a second, like that's Josh Black. Million Dollar Listing's a great show. I actually didn't watch the season, but I'm gonna catch up on it. Oh, it's good. I love. I mean, really I good. loved it in the past. All the Million Dollar Listing stuff is good. And one thing, like again, like Vanderpump Rules has real relationships, real tension, real issues between mm-hmm. friends. Do you know what this has that is never gonna not be boring? What the houses? Right. Like there's always that. Like they they put in this fake tension and they they have these constructs of of problems between them, but they're all fake. But like I love looking at homes Me that too. I can't afford. Me too. You know, it's and just the nice. people who can't. Like that's interesting too. And also I kind of think it kind of like who chooses which broker is kind of interesting to me as well mm-hmm. in like a, a weird way. I, I mean, Bravo's just, they've got it going on. They've got a lot of good shows right now. They really do. Summer has not included, but like I'm, I'm, I check Bravo when I'm like, when I'm like Saturday afternoon, just killing time. Like, Oh, what's on Bravo right now? I'll rewatch something or catch up on something. I'm, I'm into it. It's, it's still going great. Me too. Um, Jacoby, having you here has just been the best. It really has. I miss you. I miss you. We used to eat lunch every single day. I know. Now I just eat lunch at my desk every day. That's really sad. I know. This has been really fun. You're my only lunch buddy. 
We um, should do this more. Do you want to plug your your uh, your job now? I have a job. Um, I have a radio show, television show, and a podcast called Jalen and Jacoby with Jalen Rose. If you like this, it's exactly the same thing, <laughs> <laughs> except there's next NBA player instead of Juliet. We talk about sports and pop culture instead of Vanderpump Rules. Well, that's pop culture, too. Try to get Jalen to watch it. I've tried. It doesn't work. Okay. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week. And thanks again, Jacoby. You're my favorite. Thank you. You're my turn.